you're affected by anything you hear on this podcast, get in touch via manblues at gmx.com or at manbluesuk on Twitter. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. Hi, I'm Leon Deggs, and this is Man Blues. In this week's episode, we're talking about sickness. Now, it couldn't be a more apt subject for a podcast episode for me to discuss sickness right now because I've been trying to defeat a cold for now the better part of a week. I tell a lie, it's been a week. It was a week ago today that I started to feel a bit ropey, started to get a bit of a scratch in the back of my throat, started to feel a little bit headachey, a bit tired, a bit run down, usual stuff that tells me the onset of a cold. Now, my colds normally follow the exact same pattern, so I have recognition that I'm getting ill. For instance, it starts with scratchy throat and a little bit of a headache on the first day. The second day, the scratchy throat is pretty much gone. There's been a couple of coughs, perhaps. I get tight sinuses day two. Day three, the sinus tightness kind of abates a little bit. I start to get runny eyes and a bit more snotty and sneezy, perhaps. Day four, the sneezes start to go. The sinuses tighten up again, but everything else kind of feels as though it's working its way out of my system. And by day five, one sneeze, maybe one sort of nose blow, one tiny cough. Day six, all gone. And when I caught COVID back in March 2022, I had all those symptoms on the very first day and I felt awful. I felt really rough and I was poorly enough that although I was working from home at the time and I felt perfectly capable of you know, making cohesive sentences and having a cohesive thought, I did worry a little bit about my effectiveness. Basically, I went out on the Thursday night to a gig. Friday night was out with work colleagues. And Saturday evening, I started to feel a bit bad. Sunday morning, did a COVID test, positive. So I was working that whole week. And I think by the Tuesday or the Wednesday of that week, I'd reached this point where my brain was... I just felt like I was at the bottom of a tissue. And essentially, I was sat at work. I was online. I was connected. I had my headset on for taking any calls. But I was, I was suffering from that problem that I don't know whether you've ever had it when you've been trying to read a book, that you might reread the same paragraph over and over again because while you're reading, you get distracted. Well, I had the same problem, but I was looking at code. So I'm trying to understand this code and I'm thinking, yeah, okay, what's that line doing? And then I drift off and then when I came back to myself, I was like, oh, what's that line? Do? I lost a day. I was, I was sat effectively online at work, made no progress and got no work done. That's not unusual for the kind of job I have, that I can make zero progress and have to start again the next day because sometimes we have to drive down these blind alleys to find out what works and what doesn't work. So I wasn't too concerned about that. I was, a bit, I was concerned, however, about the fact that I, was, I felt ineffective. Next morning I woke up, I felt a little bit better, came into work and the day just seemed to work better for me. So I got all my symptoms in one go, which was really, really difficult. It's the, it's the most ill I've ever been. And it's a shame that my mother had already passed on because she's one of the reasons why I don't really talk about being ill when I'm ill. 
I may make casual reference to, mm, I've got a bit of a scratch in my throat today, or feel a bit snotty, feel a bit bunged up, but I never really talk about having ailments, I never really talk about being ill with my family, because my mother, she used to be a nurse. And of course, when you're a teenage boy, or even a younger boy growing up in a house that's got a, a nurse in it, if you want to tell that nurse that you don't feel particularly well, she will go full nurse on you and give you tests and all sorts and just basically say, you know, there's nothing wrong with you go to school. Because initially, she's a mum, and secondly, she's a nurse, and sometimes those two roles were one. So I would go to my mum and I'd say, I don't feel particularly well. I've got a cold and I don't feel very good and she's, well, tough, get out there. You know, you're not going to feel any better at home so just go to school. The only time I was allowed to be off school sick was that one time when I was actually sick, as in I was I had diarrhoea and vomiting and there was no way I could walk 10 paces without filling my pants. That was one where it was like, yeah, okay, maybe you do have to stay home from school today. But every other time when it was a cold, which I kind of, like I say, I'm feeling a bit bunged up now. When every time I had a cold, it was just, oh, get on with it. Just take a tissue with you. Take that to school with you. Job done. So there wasn't a lot of time for medicine. She wasn't a big advocate of paracetamol or aspirin or anything like that to help with headaches. She wasn't a big believer in any kind of other sort of cough medicines or tinctures or lozenges or anything like that. If you had a sore throat, it was just tough. Have something to drink. If you felt a bit blocked up or you had a headache, it was just tough. Go out in the fresh air. And, you know, nothing's as good for you as fresh air is and all these sorts of things. Now, rightly or wrongly, whether she was, you know, meaning well or whatever it was she was trying to do, or maybe she was just indifferent to, you know, how ill I felt I was, that's irrelevant. What it's done is it's made, it's turned me into a person who now doesn't talk about being ill. So my wife doesn't often understand why I'm not feeling myself. Nowadays, a lot of it gets kind of written off as tired all the time. I am tired, but not because I'm, you know, tired. I'm tired because I feel a bit ill and my body's working hard. So one of the things that being a man you will have heard of is man flu. Now when I first heard about man flu I thought oh yeah haha very funny. I, I had mixed feelings about it as a phrase because it's like well yes I understand there are people out there who do exaggerate pain and they do exaggerate their illness and they do exaggerate their symptoms but I've never done that so it always hurt me when people said, oh, you must have man flu, just get over yourself and grow up and you're not as ill as you feel. Because there's always that one-upmanship from somebody else kind of going, ha you can't possibly be as ill as I've been. Well, I don't really have time for stuff like that. So in doing research for this episode, I have indeed discovered that a definition for man flu has been entered into the Oxford English Dictionary. And it is, quote, a cold or similar minor ailment as experienced by a man who is regarded as exaggerating the severity of the symptoms. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there are men out there who think that things are worse than they actually are. And I get that. I do understand that. As I say, I've never done that. There's that joke going around at the moment about how being kicked in the testicles is more painful than giving birth. And that's because no man has ever said, kick me in the testicles again, please. Whereas women will often say, we've had a baby, let's have another. 
Now, obviously, that's a trite kind of comment, and that's just one of those kind of gender um, war shenanigans, where it's kind of like, we have it tougher than you, we have, we've got lower pain threshold than you, and so on and so on. I don't want to get into that, but that's kind of that. That's the counter-argument to it. There's a joke I used to tell that was very sexist towards um, towards men, and then I would tell the counter-joke, which was very sexist towards women. So basically, it was an equaling joke. So I would tell the one joke and be going, oh gosh, you're slagging men off, and then I'd tell the joke about slagging women off, and then the audience who were there, whether both male or female, whichever the audience was, they were both equally affronted and equally enjoying the jokes. And it's a similar sort of thing with man flu, plus this whole kicking in the testicles pregnancy argument. Man flu is very real because it is a cold. It, you know, it's not just a case of, oh, I don't feel very well, and then someone says, oh, you've got man flu. Because there's many different reasons why you might not feel well. But I was looking at the hard evidence about this sort of stuff, and it turns out there is evidence in current studies, and I'm quoting a little bit for you from, or paraphrasing, I should say, from a website. There is evidence in current studies that points towards men having weaker immune systems than women, especially when it comes to common viral respiratory infections. Men are more susceptible to them, the symptoms are worse, they last longer, and men are more likely to be hospitalized and die from specifically the flu. So if that means we've got a weaker immune system because we're fighting stuff and goodness knows what else and we're coming into contact perhaps with more things, man flu is very real. When we feel ill and when we say we're ill, we're actually ill. So it's not something that should be disregarded and it's not something that should be ignored. We're clearly unwell. But I do find it difficult as a man to try to explain to anybody that I don't feel very well without them accusing me of having man flu which belittles what ails you, really. If you tell someone, anyone, be it someone at work or a friend or whatever, you don't feel very well, inevitably someone will comment, oh, you've got man flu, there's nothing wrong with you, get over yourself. And I don't, I don't think that's a good stance for anybody to ignore what someone's telling you, because if I'm telling you I don't feel good, then I'm not feeling good. Because personally, I don't take tablets if I can help it. I don't take pills if I can help it. I like to, stupidly, I think of my immune system as a muscle and I let it have a workout. My colds always follow the exact same patterns, so I know what's going to be happening on day three and day four and day five. So I know that my cold and my immune system is working very well if by day four it's doing exactly what I expect. That sort of approach about not taking tablets doesn't work so well for headaches because sometimes I put my head down for sleep for a couple of hours if I feel a particularly bad headache and other times I just think, well, no, I'm going to have to take a tablet. But again, I listen to my body. If I get a headache on the right side of my brain, that's a tired one. If I get a headache on the left side of my brain, that needs treatment. That's how my body works. I've been living with this body for 48 years. I know exactly how it works, and I know what it means when I get those pains in those places. But it's the accused hypochondria that I can't stand, because... Just be, you know, just by virtue of me saying I don't feel very well, people go, oh, well, you must have absolutely horrific whatever it is going on, so you must be a hypochondriac. Well, I've never been a hypochondriac, but whatever ailment I have, whenever I'm talking to other people, there's always doubt. You can see behind their eyes that they're thinking, oh, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with you, but you like to feel ill, you like to pretend you're ill, all those silly little things. Whatever I have, for example, at home, my wife, bless her, has either had the same or had it before, but worse. Now this has become such a kind of running joke between my wife and I that one time, and, and we've, we've talk, we talk a lot about things, I've said this on the podcast several times now, 
my wife and I do talk a lot and we've talked about things where I've said it can't possibly be the case that what I'm going through right now you've already had and they said well I did this and I did that similar symptoms so on and so on so I wasn't angry at the time when I did this but I did basically sort of end up saying to her well I can't wait till I get testicular cancer because you can't have that can you and similarly with prostate problems so I said you know when I've got a swollen prostate you can't have that either can you hun because you don't have a prostate you don't have testicles so those are just my ailments and I said well I can imagine that even on those days when I come home from the doctor's surgery and they've told me I've got testicular cancer that at that point my wife's going to say well one of my ovaries was like that can't win it's not a battle can't win so again I was struggling I mean it's so difficult to find positivity in this because you're faced with it wherever you turn that someone will doubt what is wrong with you without you even telling them that you're seriously not feeling very well and it was so difficult to find something positive to say about being ill you know having man flu and man blues that I couldn't even formulate the correct question to get internet tips I didn't know how to word it. Every time I tried to type something in like, how do you deal with being judged when you're ill? It then gave me tips on how to deal with being judged. I was like, no, I want to know specifically about how to deal with being judged when I'm ill. I thought, okay, fine. Then I changed the question to something like, how can I cope with people's negativity towards my illness symptoms? And it was like, how do I cope with negativity? I was like, no, I need to. I just couldn't formulate the question right. I tried seven or eight times to try and get a question that would help me help you deal with people who don't believe when you're ill. I couldn't find anything. So I thought, these, these, this bit of advice now is coming from me, basically based on the fact that I tried to search for stuff, couldn't find it, and I thought, you know what, this is what I do. So I think your best practice would be to explain your symptoms and how they make you feel. Because it's all well and good saying, I've got a headache, but I've had headaches where it's made me feel sick. You know, when you've got that kind of, your head is hurting that much, you can feel the pain going down your spine and it's affecting your stomach. And if you've never had a headache like that, I wouldn't wish it on you. I really wouldn't. But they're awful headaches. So that's why I say, describe your symptoms and say how they make you feel. So, you know, you wake up, you've got a headache and a scratchy throat, and you just say, oh, I've got this scratch in my throat, I've got a pounding headache, and I just feel a bit, ugh, just, I don't feel very good. I don't feel at my normal level. I feel low and I feel a bit ugh. If you talk about how you feel and what your symptoms are, the other people in front of you should be sympathetic because they'll not be listening to what your symptoms are, they'll be listening to how you feel. And that's quite important because people will always compare themselves to you. So there's no way around that. If you walk in and you say, oh, I don't feel very well today, someone else will go, well, I bet you don't feel as ill as me because I've got meh, 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 meh. That's what people like to do. People like to work from comparisons and you can't defeat that. It's already well known in the medical world that headaches affect people differently. We know that. So cold symptoms should be no different either. So if you say you don't feel particularly well in the head, you've got a bit of a cold, that's the thing. You just don't feel very well. You need to articulate that. So if you talk about your feelings of illness from an emotional perspective, other people can empathise because they will understand how it feels to feel like that because they've all felt it the same. They've all had a cold, they've all had headaches, they've all had a jippy tummy, they've all had these symptoms in their lives. So if you can say to somebody, I don't feel well and it's making me feel a bit ugh, they will understand. And I find that that can be very, very important when talking to other people to try to get them to understand how you feel. 
and everyone will understand and people will then know how ill you feel and how to help you. If you're ill, you're ill. So I'm Leon Deggs and I've got a bit of a head cold with tight sinuses and a scratchy throat and possible cough building. <sighs> but I'm okay with it today. I'm feeling better. Thank you for listening.